thank you so much for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have back with me again my very good friend, Ashley Corrado. And um, Ashley, let me begin by asking you, what, what do you do here at Compass? How do you serve the church here? Well, I have been in our Navigating, Mother ministry, Navigating Motherhood ministry now for over 10 years. Wow. I was a table leader for a long time. And, and what is that ministry? Our Navigating Motherhood ministry is our ministry that uh, we bring moms in from the community, young moms of mm. uh, young kids, and they get a nice hot breakfast, and we have teachers come in and just talk about topics like what we've been talking oh, about, uh, meal planning and things like that. And they get to meet other women in their same stage of life at their table and discuss these topics together. Many of them form friendships, and um, it's just a wonderful ministry. We mm. just love to see the women and how they their lives are changed through it. Yeah, yes. A lot of so changed lives. you've served in that ministry mm-hmm. for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Started as a table leader, you said? Table leader, and now I uh, I arrange all the teachings wow. that we do. So I seek out the topics and then who will teach them. Wow. I teach myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick myself in there every now and then. Yes. And, um, and then every now and then I've been asked to teach women's Bible study, which has been yes. a huge uh, a huge privilege to do as well. Yeah. Well, you do yeah. a great job with it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's the reason that we're talking today is mm-hmm. you just recently taught at Navigating Motherhood about being your husband's best friend. And as you were teaching, I thought, wow, this would be so fun to just kind of go through in our podcasts and dialogue and discuss about uh, about these truths and just kind of, you know, think about this concept. So in our first episode, we looked at just the need to prioritize our marriage mm-hmm. relationships. And we saw that, you know, that's biblical. God calls us to prioritize our marriage. And then we saw last time mm-hmm. that we need to do that um, by choosing to give time to our husbands, uh, making time for him and putting time into that relationship. And then as you were talking, it became evident that your heart, uh, your motives, kind of the way you're thinking is more focused on your husband. So I think this last time we're going to look at you know prioritizing your husband's needs. Mm-hmm. And there's a great passage in Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter two, verses three and four. And, you know, this is written to the church at Philippi and it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant mm-hmm. than yourselves. Uh, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. And as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, how much more for our husbands, right? right? If we're called to count others more significant mm-hmm. than ourselves, then by all means, we mm-hmm. should be counting our husbands as more significant than ourselves. And it's weird how after time that can become so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost easier to count someone that I don't know as more significant than myself. But for my husband, I feel like, well, he should be counting me as more significant (laughs) than himself. So, you know, how do we embrace that attitude in our marriage? Well, I just like the scripture says to count others more significant than yourself. I do. I agree with you that it especially applies to marriage. Mm. Um, 
again, it's going to be what's best for your marriage. If we're thinking about his needs more than our own needs, and we're not thinking selfishly all the time, what I need, what, and it's so easy to fall into the, I need, I need, yeah. uh, what about me? What about me? Right. Uh, realm. Yes. And the world feeds that mm. a lot of times. And, um, so just to kind of get our, you know, change our minds mm-hmm. again and take that intentional thought police and say, no, I, how am I going to think of him as more significant than mm-hmm. myself? Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, practical ways mm. we can do that, but it, it's going to take that kind of that leap again of, you know, I can't put myself or even, you know, other people as more significant. He has to be, you know, more significant than myself. Right. Right. He has to be my priority and his needs then have to be hmm. a priority over my own needs. Yeah. Um, and that can be difficult. Yeah. It's, it seems again, unnatural, um, mm-hmm. uh, because we're in a fallen flesh, right? right? We want right. to serve ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we, we think of ourselves more than we should. And so it takes that, uh, that change of heart mm. and that change of intentional thinking towards mm-hmm. our husbands right. to do that. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Mm-hmm. And as you're th- saying that, I was thinking about the following verses in Philippians where it says, you know, the reason that we do that or the mindset that we're to have is the mindset that Christ had. Right. And that, you know, we expect Jesus to do that for us. Totally. And he has done that mm-hmm. for us. I mean, he's put our interest, in a sense, above his own mm-hmm. as he took on human flesh and made provision for our sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we complain or fight or mm-hmm. shake the fist at the concept of putting our husbands before ourselves. And we probably look pretty foolish right. from heaven's perspective when we do that. If Yeah, if we're believers and we have... Uh seen what Christ has done for us to, to atone for our sin, Mm -hmm. that he did that for enemies truly. Cause before we were believers, we were enemies of God. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. And a lot of times it can seem like that in our marriage, depending on where your marriage is, right. That you might be living with an enemy, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Right. And the thought of, uh, counting that person as more significant Mm -hmm. just seems impossible. Yeah. But when we can look back at the cross, we can look back at what God's done for us. It's Mm -hmm. just, we have no excuse. Yeah. We're without excuse. Yeah. I mean, there really isn't an excuse. Yeah. So, um, that's so good. there's yeah. no get out of jail free on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what are some of the, like, you know, if we're going to put our husband's needs, let's mm-hmm. say, even before our own or prioritize his needs, uh, how do we, how do you even figure out what his needs are? I mean, what are your husband's needs? Yeah. Well, I, last time we spoke, we talked about going out and spending time with our husbands. Mm-hmm. That might be a time when you can just flat out ask him his needs. Mm. Um, Again, I think sometimes marriages, we don't have these straightforward discussions. Right. We're all like cryptic and like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you should know. Weird. Yeah. Yes. You should know about me and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and figure you out. And it just, it doesn't serve either person mm. well. I think right. just coming out and saying, what do you need from me? Right. What do you need from me today? Mm. A lot of times I'll ask my husband that in the morning, like, is there anything you need from me today? An oh, errand wow. or, right. you know something around the house or whatever it may be, uh, but needs, you know, in the bedroom, you know what, mm-hmm. I mean, really try to touch all areas and find out what he needs. Cause it's going to vary from, from right. man to man. Right. Totally. Um, but there's a few common categories that I think mm-hmm. most men, mm-hmm. you know, right. fall into that mm-hmm. we can really attend to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
what like what categories would you be referring um, to there? <laughs> I mean, I think one is just if you're, you know, just around the house, mm-hmm. um, you know, just helping him, if, especially if he's the one, the main provider in the home. Yeah. Um, just to help make his job the easiest it can be by mm. having your home a place of sanctuary and order and kind of attending to his like what I call like hot buttons mm. around the house. Right. I mean, if he needs something to be a certain way, mm-hmm make that a priority, you know, over maybe, maybe he doesn't care if there's a pile of laundry that needs to be folded, but he does care if like in our house, if the junk drawer is a mess, Mm. right? If that's his thing, then I'm going to, I'm going to get to that first, Mm. um, over what I maybe think is more important, which is the pile of laundry. So simple things like that. Um, and just attending to his preferences. I mean, if simply is if you're meal planning, you know, honey, what would you like to eat this week? What Mm. meals would you want to have this week? Right. If you're going out to dinner as a family, let dad pick the restaurant. Mm. Don't let the kids pick the restaurant. Right. Um, You know, let him pick. And just those small little things, you know, show him that you, you know, appreciate him um, and respect him, but also that you, you want to fulfill his needs. And Mm. then I also think, you know, sexually, Right, mm. we can all agree that most men—that yeah. is a huge priority. Right, is um, is the sexual relationship in a marriage, and mm. it's a huge thing to God too. Right. So, as wives, we really need to prioritize that one, and that one can all and sometimes be like the most difficult, which is strange. Right. Yeah. It's well, one of those what do you strange mean? <laughs> it's a huge thing to God. I, I don't well, get that. Well, when we talked about that verse in Genesis 2.24. Mm-hmm. It says the right. two become one flesh, mm, right? right? And we can say that they're speaking metaphorically, right? We're becoming one unit, but that's also speaking physically. Right. I mean, it's speaking to the, to the intimate relationship mm-hmm. in marriage. And God has reserved sex for a marriage between a man and a woman. Mm. And it, the Bible speaks to how we should be doing it often. There's a whole book in the Bible written about mm. a husband and wife right. and their sex life, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, Song of Solomon. Mm. So God has really put a, a big uh, priority on that in marriage because mm-hmm. he realizes and he knows because he created us that it is the glue that holds a relationship together, that mm. holds a marriage together. Wow. And um, when we are you know, neglecting in that area, mm-hmm. uh, we're really kind of chipping away at that right. glue that yeah. God has put in place to really hold us together. Right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. I mean, what if, you know, I feel like I just don't want to do that and mm-hmm. I don't like the way that he's treating me mm-hmm. or responding to me or whatever. And that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can feel that way, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. but what are you doing to your marriage, right? What mm. is a woman doing to her marriage when she gives in to those feelings right. and just says, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to withhold that. Right. Um, first of all, if you're a believer, you're now in sin within mm. your marriage. You know, you're not being obedient to God in your marriage, but you're also then deteriorating that that glue in your marriage. Right. Um, it, I, th- these are There's going to be a lot of things we don't feel like doing in life. And as women, intimacy can be a challenge, like after kids, Um, and then, you know, sometimes we base it on the way our husband's treating us and, you know, we have all these kind of, uh, stipulations that have to be in place before we decide that we are in the mood. Right. Right. Um, but when we go back to God's word and we see what a priority it is, Mm -hmm. again, we just have to say, okay, I can't put these feelings above what God wants me to do for my marriage. It's what's best for my marriage because when we do what God wants us to do in our marriage, Again, he's gonna he's gonna bless it. Mm. It's not gonna come back void, right? So 
Yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. Uh, what you're saying, it reminds me of a, I remember really being challenged by this passage in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5, that says, you know, the husband should give mm-hmm. to the wife her conjugal rights, the sexual intimacy, and likewise the wife to her husband. So like you said, this is God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on, the wife does not have authority over her own body, uh, but the husband does. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, the husband does not have authority over his body, but the wife does. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, a really hard concept to think yeah. about that you, in a sense, own one another's mm-hmm. bodies. And then the fifth verse there in 1 Corinthians 7 says, do not deprive one another, mm-hmm. except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, mm-hmm. but then come back again. Uh, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So, I mean, that passage, which just seems so shocking, Mm -hmm. is basically saying that we're not to deprive one another in marriage. Mm -hmm. We're to be sexually active. And, you know, you feel like you never hear that as being something that God wants for you. Yeah. I mean, well, you're not going to hear it from the world for sure, right? It's always if you're in the mood or whenever, you know, that's what, how they back it up. But but God's word is pretty clear. I mean, yeah. do not deprive. Right. Do not. <laughs> you know, yeah. those words are pretty clear. Seriously. Because yeah. it's not what's best for our marriage. Mm. Um, and then like you read, it goes on to saying so that you won't be, you know, tempted. Yeah. Uh, because men, especially women sometimes too, mm-hmm. if they are being deprived, right. I mean, in a way they're being starved. Right. They have a hunger. Right. And they're going to fulfill it. Right. In one way or another. Right. So um, I think that's a dangerous realm to get into. Yeah. Um, And it's something that within your control, right? You can not deprive your husband. Mm -hmm. We can be obedient in this area. Right. And when we really think about it and and when women are obedient, I think it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It's yes. just, we, sometimes we think, oh, it's, I'm just so tired. I'm, right. I just can't. And so many of but us wanted to do it so bad before we got married. Right. Isn't and that then, funny? Yeah. yeah. Once you get married, it's like next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, so crazy. Uh, yeah. And think about that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, the ultimate way to mm-hmm. put someone's needs in front mm-hmm. of yourself is by, you know, saying, here's my body as well. Right. Like in a sense, Christ did for us, giving himself Absolutely. up for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what, what would you suggest to someone who's listening and says, okay, well, I want to do that, but my husband, he doesn't want physical intimacy with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what can they do? Well, that made, again, I think that's where you have that discussion. That's mm-hmm. where you open up and have a direct conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if nothing is is uh, comes from that conversation, then maybe it is time to have a third party come in and mm-hmm. get some counseling and right. figure out what the problem is. But I think to just kind of live day by day and just let it go and go, oh, well, you know, he doesn't want it. And so I don't need to attend to him in that way. Right. You know, it's the end result is usually not going to be good, Yeah. right? It yeah, goes back totally. to that whole roommate thing we yes. talked about earlier, Yeah. right? Roommates aren't sleeping in the same bed. And then you hear about married couples who are sleeping yes. in separate beds right. or separate bedrooms. Right, totally. Um, and that can be a result of just ignoring that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's when one or one or the other or both are saying, I don't want it. I mean, that's, that should be kind of a, a siren going yeah, off. You know, right. we need to talk about this. We yeah. need to fix it. And it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. It no is. one really wants yeah. to. Yeah. But if you care about your marriage, right. 
And if you're a believer and you care about what God thinks of your marriage and wants for your marriage, then you're mm-hmm. going to have the hard conversations. Right. And uh, possibly get that third party in if that's what's needed. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. So, uh, you know, you've said, you know, finding out what will make your husband happy, mm-hmm. making sure to invest in that physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would suggest we do to keep his needs as a priority? Yeah, I think the last thing I would say is just to be his biggest encourager. Mm. Um, and we were talking earlier how we can ask him what his needs are. Like right. this might be something yes. he might not voice. He's not going to be like, I need more encouragement from right, you. Right, right. Because he may not even be aware of how much he truly needs it. Uh, but men do. They they need to know that they're wanted. They need mm-hmm. to know that they are respected and admired. And um, so encouraging him and in all the roles he has in life can mm-hmm. go such a long way yeah. and really empower him to do those roles even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, while that shouldn't be our motivation, right? Um, that's just a really great byproduct of it. If we're encouraging him as a husband, I mean, if he'd, you know, even if you're in a tough marriage and then every now and then he'll do something just super endearing. I mean, tell him, like, right. I loved it when you did that. It mm-hmm. made me feel so loved when right. you did this or that. Mm-hmm probably going to do it again. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and then with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. if he's doing something great with the kids, let him know. I mean, just, I think just in marriage in general, having more conversation and voicing things can open doors that we didn't think could be opened Right. as far as closeness and intimacy, whether it's physical or even just, um, just that togetherness and intimacy, just having those conversations and and saying those words of affirmation mm-hmm. um, can really just bring a closeness that, you know, maybe neither of you knew you even needed. Yes. Right? But encouraging them is, it goes a long way. Yeah. I yeah, mean, most no. men really, really, they truly need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super good. I remember yeah. uh, recently even hearing Pastor Mike say, you know, sometimes men just like to be encouraged for who they are. Right. You know, I love your sense of humor, mm-hmm. or I love the fact that you're such a hard worker, mm-hmm. or, you know, I love the fact that you're fearless, that, mm-hmm. you know, you stand up for whatever, and just encouraging them in who they are along right. with what they're doing. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Well, what about, you know, someone who's feeling like I, I just, my husband doesn't deserve any encouragement and I don't want to encourage him because he's really difficult and mm-hmm. I just will make him feel like there's no motivation to change if I tell him, oh, you're so great and you're doing good when really he's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, that can be hard, but there's there's always something. Mm. I know sometimes we can be in a difficult marriage and it's so easy to see all the bad and all the things he's not doing right or how he's not acting right. And it can cloud over any positive thing that might be there, but it's there. Um, So I encourage women to really look for even the smallest positive thing. Mm. You know, if your husband's not killing it in the husband area, you don't have to tell him he's the best husband in the world. Right. But you can point out that little thing that he did mm. or said, or or like you said, a character trait of his that mm-hmm. is just admirable. Right. And point that out. And and that, it kind of, you kind of have to get over your pride yes. uh, to do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's a pride issue with us women sometimes. We yeah. think, well... Yes. You know, I don't want to, and he, you know, I'm doing all this and he's not doing this. And, you right. know, and to say that you feel like you're like giving up your firstborn, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to yes. give him a compliment. Totally. But it shouldn't be that way. I mean, uh, cause once it's out there and you see again that it doesn't come back void, um, 
you know, you just yeah. realize like, well, that wasn't so hard. Yeah, that's super you good. Know, we build it up in our minds. Yeah, yeah. That totally. things are going to be harder than they are. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Those are such great practical tips. Mm-hmm. I'm bummed that we're out of time. I know. Me too. It just went by <laughs> so fast. Uh, well, clearly, I mean, we can see from what we're discussing and from what you've said to, you know, prioritize our marriage. We need to really think about our husband's needs and prioritize his needs. Um, so thank you to everyone who's listened. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to Women in Faith, the podcast, share this and like it and even comment on it. And if you'd like to email us at WF at compasschurch.org with any questions that you might have or topic suggestions. And Ashley, again, thank you so much for for taking the time to be with me and to just share with these super important uh, or with us about these super important topic, you know, of prioritizing that marriage relationship and how to do it. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.